Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and hires a hero for every movie, show, one-shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on uh, Twitter, X, Hellscape, whatever you want to call it, and Instagram at MCU underscore Rewind, and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast app you're currently using, or in the future will be using, or in the past have used. Uh, that's really the best thing you can do for a podcast. And as always, uh, drop us a line either on one of their social media sites or at Gmail at mcurewind at gmail.com to let us know what you want to hear in a future scroll episode. Scroll episode is when we transform our podcast into something different and just have fun with it between seasons of TV. And with that, today's episode is covering Luke Cage Season 2, Episode 5, All Sold Out. Original air date, June 27th, 2018. Yeah, and here's a quick rundown of what happens in this episode. This episode starts with Cockroach and his lawyer meeting with Luke Cage and his lawyer, Foggy Nelson, the most evil lawyer in the MCU, but we'll get into that in Daredevil Season 3. Anyway, Foggy tells Luke that this doesn't look good for him. Best case scenario is to pay off Cockroach and everything goes away, which Luke doesn't like, but maybe he'll pay it if he can get $100,000 in 72 hours. Since Luke needs the money, he decides to start taking calls from the people who will pay him for endorsements. Eventually, he decides to meet with Piranha and takes a gig of going to Piranha's Piranha's finance bro party that night. The party gets ambushed by Bushmaster's people who try to kidnap Piranha. Luke saves him and tells him to hire this hero. Misty gets a sweet robot arm from Rand. Then she tells Cockroach to drop the lawsuit against Luke. Anyway, she reopens the file on Cockroach and starts to think her former partner, Scarf, planted the evidence that got Cockroach originally convicted. She reminisces about her time with Scarf and decides the best thing to do is to plant evidence on Cockroach, but decides against it at the last minute. While illegally in Cockroach's home, she finds a lot of blood that leads to a headless body. Mariah and Tilda meet, and Mariah tries to make herself look like a savior to Harlem, and Tilda isn't buying it, but decides to go along with it for now. At some point, the police ask Mariah about Mark Higgins. She lies, saying she barely talked to him. Uh, later on, Tilda confronts Mariah, knowing that she lied to the cops and wants to know everything, so Mariah tells the truth. The family money came from guns, and Mariah blackmailed Mark Higgins to get him to sell stock to make Mariah's laundered money legal. Tilda doesn't like it, and leaves. Later on, at the grand opening of Mariah's family first building, three different heads are on pikes in the front lobby. Also, uh, at a later point in time, Shades tells Mariah that his legacy is Harlem's paradise. He wants to buy the rest of it from Mariah so he can own it outright, and Mariah says, uh, maybe later. I feel like his legacy should be like a sunglass hut. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. I, I, didn't, I never really associated him with Harlem's paradise. Like, mm-hmm. I, I never really thought of that as, as his thing. Um, Kind of surprised, but okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've been shades for this long. You gotta go with your branding. I mean, maybe not a yeah. sunglass hut, but a sunglass house, a sunglass teepee. You know, some type of structure around sunglasses. Well, it, you know, every every new owner to a business has to to put their own stamp on it, right? So mm-hmm. he'll probably add like a like a gift shop in the corner, and it'll have a lot of a lot of uh, sunglasses. Um, He'll probably just rebrand, you know, generic ones and just like, you know, put his logo on it. And, and that's yeah. pretty much it. Right. Yeah, I could see him doing that. Alternatively, you make nightclub just like have really bright lights and force everyone who comes in to wear shades. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. OK, I like it. Yeah, every- he, he renames it to shades. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants a well-lit light nightclub, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 
All right. Let's move on to our fast facts. <laughs> Sounds good. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Stop. Damn it. Jesus, you are fast. Stay away. Look, I don't want to hurt you. You didn't see that coming? All right. Uh, I do. I have some. I have some. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Since I'm constantly threatened uh, at this point with uh, what happens I, if I don't have one. I have, I have a new tactic. I'm not oh, going to no. bring it up anymore, and one day you'll just forget. <laughs> oh, that's not good for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I will. know. I, I definitely like, will forget. I was, I was legitimately thinking about it. I was like, wait, if I bring it up all the time, he'll remember every time. So this is the last time I'm going to mention that <laughs> until you forget. Okay, fair. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so here's the first one that I have. Uh, Luke tells Piranha to, quote, hire this hero. So that happens at the end mm-hmm. of the episode. Uh, this is a reference to Luke Cage uh, running the uh, in-comic-book universe uh, business, Heroes for Hire. Um, this is not the first time that that phrase or some combination of that phrase shows up in the show. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times. I did not keep track. But it happened yet again in, at, at the end of this episode. Yep. Uh, it's it's one of the two shows that they keep teasing uh, throughout the Daredevil series. This and Dars' Dragon tease we got, what, two episodes ago, maybe? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, jumping back to the title, All Sold Out. Uh, it's another um, song from Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth uh, from the album called All Sold Out. Uh, it has two meanings. First of all, like I feel like he sold his soul. He sold out by becoming a hero for hire. And mm-hmm. then it wasn't until I said this episode out loud when I did the intro that I realized it's also a pun. Because <laughs> he likes he sold out. He's mm-hmm. like making money. He's like, oh, okay, now it makes makes more sense. <laughs> um I have not listened to any of the songs. Um no. do do you know if that's like what the lyrics are? I do not because I do not listen to the song until I put that song as the outro when I'm editing this. So I will not listen to that song for at least three weeks. Okay. Got it. Um, We get the return of foggy, which is barely an Easter egg, but it's a connection. Uh, Misty uh, at when she's going to plant the, uh, the illegal ammo on cockroach. She pulls out some hammer ammo. Um, and then a party goer, another connection to the MCU, a party goer asks, uh, who's stronger, you, meaning Luke, or the green monster, which I assume is the Jolly Green Giant, uh, mm-hmm. who yep. was the, inspired by the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. And finally, we get superhero landing number 152, Luke landing on the car that kidnapped Piranha. <laughs> It's it's been a while since you've done superhero it, landings. I, it is. I've I had forgotten. To, I always had to go back. Uh, it was uh, Agents of Shield. Like all of um, Cloak and Dagger had no uh, superhero landings. Oh wow, it's been that long. Okay, I mean th- that's fair considering their their power set in Cloak and Dagger. Uh, but you, also, you th- what is this? Five episodes into Luke Cage? Yeah, you'd think that. Uh, Cloak, you know, teleporting and appearing somewhere, he would land with a little bit of oomph. Like, I expected him to have at least one uh, superhero landing. (laughs) That's fair. So is that, I guess that's the first season of any show without a superhero landing. 
I could find that out, but I mean, do you think Agent Carter had a superhero landing? There has to have been. I'm I'm convinced both seasons of that show. There was Dottie. Something. Dottie oh, yeah. would have superhero landed. She was in the Black Widow program, and that's like half of what they teach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true because Yelena hated <laughs> superhero landings. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she still does them. I'm sure she she did it to mock Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I uh, all right. I'm I'm gonna rewatch Hawkeye and, yeah, and Steve, uh, but I'm, I'm convinced thing, like, she did I, it anyway. Yeah, when I watch Hawkeye for the Christmas season, then mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll figure it out. That might be a show that that might be a Christmas tradition. I feel like I'm more willing to rewatch the entire series of Hawkeye than one Christmas special of Guardians of the Galaxy because then I'd want to watch all the other Guardians of the Galaxies. I don't <laughs> feel like I need to watch anything else if I watch Hawkeye. Yeah, it seems fair. Okay. Yeah. All right, moving on to our heroes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. So, oh, some oh. some other Easter egg stuff. First of all, oh. questions for you. You had a couple of like small Easter eggs there. Yeah. Um. So, if, if I had said that and just like that one, like Foggy, right? Would like him showing up and would that have counted? I. Yes. Yes, it would have. All right, I, I'm just trying to figure out where the where the line is. Okay, good enough. Yep. Okay, we can yeah. we can move on. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta be fair. Yes, it would have. You just have to remember <laughs> to do it. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on to our heroes. It is one thing to question the official story, and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you're a superhero. Didn't. Mm-mm. Well, good because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I saw you. You're a hero, like a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... It's too late for heroes. Heroes, your word, not mine. Luke got sued by cockroach and uh, Luke is not happy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he's coming off of, um, you know, everything else that's happened so far yeah. this season, right? Like he started out feeling invincible and... Well, he started out feeling invincible, but also like the weight of the world on his shoulders. Like he mm-hmm. just put that there on his own, right? Yeah. And then everything else just fell apart. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Foggy. Uh, Foggy, knowing that if they put uh, Luke in a courtroom, he would like break the table in front of everybody. <laughs> and like he yeah, does here. Like he did there. Yeah. <laughs> so are they, I'm, I'm assuming they they're at... Um, Foggy's office, or is it? Does he work still work for Benowitz and Chow, Hogarth, Benowitz and Chow, or? Oh, that's a good one. question. Yeah, because it's not Hogarth. It was never Hogarth, Benowitz and Chow. <laughs> it was three other people. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. But she, because she left that at the end of season two, Jessica Jones to yeah. start her own. And I don't know if he went with her or not. He talked about right because he talked to her and then she just yelled at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so maybe he stayed. Yeah, I, I guess he probably stayed. Yeah, I mean he he's not the type of guy just because a uh, something is like he's on a sinking ship. He's not going to jump ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's yeah, exactly. Ship. Yeah, um, w- which we know because we've seen the other two uh, seasons of Daredevil. Exactly. <laughs> 
so there I would be like, if he was working for Hogarth, I would think that Luke would have to pay for a new table. But if he's working for Benowitz Chow and third person, I can't remember their name, uh, they they might like comp him. They might be like, yes, you're a client as long as you're paying us or Foggy you would let him talk him out with it. I don't think he has to pay for the table here. <laughs> I I agree. Yeah, I also think he doesn't have to pay for the table. But yeah. okay, I'm, I I am curious, like how he ended up with Foggy as his lawyer, right? Um, well, he he knows Foggy uh, from the Defenders. Yeah, but and Foggy represented him. Uh, he was his representative uh, sent by Hogarth uh, at the beginning oh. of Defenders. So he knew oh, you're before right. okay. Matt. Okay, so the continuation of of, of Artie's lawyer. Yeah. Okay, cool. That, that's all I was trying to figure out. Like how how did how did that happen? Was that an on screen thing? But okay, got it. It was an on screen thing, and it just kept going. Okay, perfect. Do you, I wonder? Like thinking about if one thing that makes me think that he followed Hogarth, Foggy followed Hogarth, isn't I could be completely wrong or confusing this with the other lawyer show, <laughs> a She Hulk. Uh, but isn't Hogarth like specializing in like superpowered cases? I don't remember that. Okay, because I I can't imagine that's that makes that much money. I mean, like in <laughs> in the wider MCU, I think that makes a lot of money. Yeah, I, I mm, and they're in New York, it's, the highest concentration of superpowered people in the galaxy. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I still have no idea how much money that makes for that law firm in that uh, that Jennifer Walters works for. Like that's uh, definitely brings the publicity. I guess that's true. Yeah, but I can't imagine. Like I, I feel like Hogarth specifically just wants the money. She wants the money and the fame. So well, yeah. I can't imagine. So high-profile cases, like superhero cases, will bring fame and will bring, like, advertisers or will help her get more business. I guess that's true. You want to be the strongest know, name in town <laughs> with that. I mean, yeah, I just I just don't remember her saying that, I guess is it. Yeah. Um, I, I could see reasons for doing it. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if that's what happened. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, I don't know if we'll see in Jessica Jones season three, but it's one of the few shows that got season three, so there's a chance. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, now that I think about it, I could have sworn she was in it, so we'll probably find out. Yeah. Um, so he's told that he has 72 hours to pay $100,000 in damages or they go to court. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that... Seventy two hours is that standard? Uh I mean I also have absolutely no idea. Um but you know it's a contract. People put things in contracts all the time and they're like, Yeah, I'll I'll do this. Like this is the offer, right? Yeah. Um I know good faith offers happen a lot. So like if they said if someone said, Okay, listen, I'll pay it at the hundred thousand dollars, but I had to sell uh stock and it takes like two weeks to show up, so like Will you accept that? And then people mm. will probably just say, yeah, sure. Well, um, yeah. I mean, depending on how shady they are. Cockroach, probably not true. so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Cockroach wants to... will use that as leverage in some way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But I, I mean, thinking about it, like who who just has access to a hundred thousand dollars? Like in general, like even even rich people, right? Like yeah, they probably have some money somewhere, but I always assume that they've got like money in just a bunch of places, and then there's like yeah, fake money, their, like stocks un- and all that stuff, right? Under their mattresses, in coffee cans. Yeah, but like yeah. In their if shoes. they if they just needed like like Hogarth, right? She she's loaded. She's got a lot of money. If she all of a sudden need to needed to pay someone a hundred k, could she? I think I think so. Okay. I think right. like if you're in good standing, and this is based on I have no background in financials. <laughs> I have never had access to this type of money, but. <laughs> I would think that you keep a certain amount, and I, when I say that, I mean like in the millions, uh, liquid. Uh, true. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then if if not, I guess someone like Hogarth, or you know, someone else in that that position, would probably be able to get like a loan, like a personal loan from a bank, and they're like, yeah, sure, we, oh, yeah. we know how much money you make. Sure, you'll pay this off in three months, and we'll get a little bit of interest. So. That probably is easy mm-hmm. enough for someone like her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we get to him, uh, Luke, trying to make $100,000 in a long weekend, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he he automatically, he says no to being escort or being <laughs> a porn or going into porn, which mm-hmm. knowing what happens, like... Maybe not, maybe like not a, a gigolo type of thing, not sleeping with somebody, but like going out on a date with that, with somebody way better than what he ends up doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially because no matter what he would have ended up doing, he hates it. Right. Yeah. Like the entire time. So yeah, a date probably would have been less time. I don't, I don't know. We we don't know. Right. Cause we don't know what that person would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, how much would that person just keep trying to get him to sleep with them? Right. Yeah. Um, or maybe they also would say what the uniform would be uh, for, for the date, just sure. like what happened here. Right. I, he, he hated that, that uh, the hoodie, right. With the, the bullet holes on it. But I don't know. I could imagine someone else wanting him to wear less. Yeah. I mean, the thing about, this whole season so far is it's all about Luke's pride and Mm -hmm. that what that causes him. And like, yeah, he's, he sounds like a a baby or a stubborn child. Every time someone (laughs) gives an idea, uh, he goes through a few places trying to figure out other ideas, but he's like, um, won't turn to Danny, a literal millionaire. He knows who's also the most gullible child in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. he won't, uh, he, he won't have sex for money. I mean, what what are you supposed to do with somebody with these type of standards? Um, yeah, exactly. He won't, if I he won't fight animals mm-hmm. for people's entertainment, anyway, what were you gonna say? Well, I mean, don't do that one. That one's that one's just bad. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, if I was in his situation and I had the multi-billionaire friend, like, I would be asking him, like, hey, listen, I was doing the the superhero thing. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. Can, can, can I get some help? I'll, I'll pay you back, yeah. you know, with my fingers crossed, hoping that they say, no, 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 you don't have to pay me back. You know, like, oh, thank God. Uh, right. 
Yeah, I would do that. Totally. So we were talking about this a couple episodes ago, I think episode two, about Mm -hmm. like, do the records hold up or could he join a football team? And he (laughs) he calls the coach of the Jets and finds out that since he was born with powers, he either they wouldn't let him or they'd have to leave an enhanced person on every single team. (laughs) I would believe that that as a rule has probably been been thought of yeah maybe it's not maybe maybe some rule was added to like hey this is a rule we're gonna put in here we're not gonna think about it that hard until because like you know what happens with with rules right especially in a professional uh thing where millions of dollars are on the line Mm -hmm. like people are gonna go right to that letter of of the the rule and then they're gonna try to push it as much as they can anywhere in the rule book that a dog can't play football so (laughs) but maybe it should i think i think after airbud came out it definitely does now (laughs) all right i'm I'm gonna no i'm not gonna look that up i want to look that up but i'm just gonna pretend that it still doesn't say it (laughs) or does it uh are you looking it up i hear some, some typing Okay, so, all right, again, also, uh, I'm also on Reddit, is what I found. Um, so, you know, take that again with a grain of salt, but it sounds like um, there's no rule specifically about a dog, but there mm-hmm. are other rules that would prevent a dog. For example, age restrictions. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so, I mean, if the age restriction at a minimum is probably like 18, imagine finding an 18-year-old dog. Right. Yeah. Human years. Human years. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there has to be because, but it's like, I mean, throwing other leagues and stuff in there. I know that, like, in the Premier League, or they probably wouldn't get in the Premier League, but the lower leagues of English football, they have people Mm -hmm. uh, signing on at the age of like 12. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Can't imagine they do that well, but okay. Yeah, it's it's some they train them up, so it's like there are lower mm-hmm. leagues, and they get called up from like the league two or league one and stuff like that. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that has nothing to do with dogs, and that has nothing <laughs> to do with Luke Cage. So true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you think when uh superpower people are more common in a couple years during the world of She Hulk or? when the mutants enter um mm-hmm. will there just be crazy sports teams filled with it would just be all mutant sport teams uh first of all the world is already filled with people with powers all the inhumans right we know there's a oh, bunch yes. of them um secondly <laughs> um god i hope so right like that's that's one of those things that i because we, we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago like i i would hope that that does exist like like if okay if that if that were an option in the real world today mm-hmm. yep i would hope for that like i'd be like hell yeah i want to see you know a, a football game or baseball or whatever of like and everyone's just got their own powers right you've got the yeah. people who just are enhanced maybe some were born with it maybe some were given these powers um through something else I, we don't know but yeah i'm cool with that yeah i'm this is the type of thing. Okay, so they're doing the Marvel Spotlight with like Echo, and people uh-huh. are, are are acting real confused about what does this mean. Are they in the MCU? It's like 
it's real obvious to me that these are stories in the MCU, but they don't have to contribute directly towards the buildup to whatever storyline the movies are doing. Oh yeah, uh, like like the like the older shows, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like yeah, we'll have character crossover and stuff like that. Unlike the older shows, mm-hmm. um, this this would be perfect for a Marvel spotlight. It's just some the start of the enhanced football league or enhanced basketball league or whatever. I I think that would be a great six episode miniseries. <laughs> uh, that would be great. You know that that would be like a cool running. Uh, storyline if they ever do like a season two of She-Hulk, right? Like, hey, uh, this company is doing this stuff with superpower people. We want a lawyer over here to help draft whatever legal stuff we we need involved with that, right? Yeah, and from what I hear, I don't know if it's confirmed or rumor, but like Wonder Man, who's an actor, a superhero actor, uh, is going to be Marvel Spotlight. So it's like a whole world of superhero celebrities. Yeah. A whole little corner of the MCU. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so really quickly, Tony, uh, we haven't talked about Marvel Spotlight. Um, like it's, it's it was in the news like a couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh, do you, like just to anyone who hasn't heard about that, just give like a two three sentence rundown of what that is. Yeah, it's like I said, it's uh, uh, probably shows miniseries that are in the MCU, but they're not going to con- connect to the overall in this case multiverse saga. Uh, mm-hmm. Echo, which premieres in January in just a couple weeks, uh, will be the first Marvel Spotlight, and hopefully, it's something they keep on with. Uh, after I guess, dude, after January, we're gonna have to add that to our intro too. <laughs> oh, great! I mean, uh, no, there's still right, TV well, shows, right? There's still yeah, shows. there's still shows on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so everything up until till now, everything to date, like on Disney Plus, has been intertwined with the movies just as much as the movies have, even though they also haven't, but they, they, they still have those characters, right? Yeah. I mean, so, as much yeah. as what is, the incredible Hulk is in the infinity saga, but there's not an infinity stone. It still contributes. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like of all the sh- Disney plus shows that have been on so far, I think moon Knight should have been the Marvel spotlight if they had thought about this earlier. Cause there is, unless he shows they have plans for him. But it doesn't seem like there's been anything announced. So I was like, if that's just his little miniseries, that's okay too. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I did hear that there was so I heard a rumor mm-hmm. that um an early draft of Moon Knight did have um oh I forgot his name the the version of Kang that was the uh, the Egyptian oh the Egyptian guy, Kang yeah uh, Rama Rama yeah yeah Rama so. okay. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was like a line, just like a, a one-off sentence, just mentioning him. So like he wasn't supposed to be in it, but yeah. uh, that apparently got axed at some point. Um, again, that's a rumor. I am never sure how much to trust rumors until I see other people talk about them. But anyway, um, until they become really uh, popular yeah. rumors, then or yeah, or that yeah, <laughs> that's that's the hard part, right? Like. Nowadays, like as soon as any rumor shows up online that could maybe have some credibility, everyone just assumes it's true, uh, which I hate because I don't know. A lot of times, some rumors are really true, and yeah, but then they become true. It's like people, it's like fan <laughs> casting, and then they just capitulate, like they did with John Krasinski in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. 
Ugh. Do you think Luke Cage would be able to fight a lion? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, going back to the show. Yeah, you're right. We should probably talk about this thing. <laughs> um, yes, I, I definitely think he, he could. Um, what, sorry, let me phrase What's that. the strongest animal you think he could take? Could t- oh, I don't... I'm trying to think of animals, right? Like a bear? Yeah, definitely. A lion? Yeah, because it's not like like here's the other thing, right? Like, like those those animals aren't hurting him, right? Like maybe there's going to be some some force, but like, yeah. but here's here's one question: What would an elephant do to him? Like, if he just laid down and an elephant like stomped on him, he would have at least dislocated bones because we know those okay. could dislocate if not break. <laughs> mm, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I guess a rhino probably also. I mean, those are yeah. big things running at you. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I guess the question, is a rhino more or less force than a six-barrel shotgun? That's a good I think the shotgun is more because it's like that amount of force concentrated in the small uh, shotgun pellets, or sorry, shotgun shells. Yeah, good point. It is. It was concentrated. He was also only yeah. like three feet away, too, right? So that also yeah. affects things. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other animals. Um, I mean, other animals in the MCU. Dragons? I don't think he can take on a dragon. I'm just, just calling that one right now. Um, no. I mean, the dragon in Shang-Chi, <laughs> we don't know what kind of dragon the dragon in Defenders was. So I assume mm-hmm. it would have been like the dragon in Shang-Chi. Um, well, yeah. I mean, we can't. The documentary would not have him fighting a dragon. It would not have him <laughs> fighting. Um, what's another crazy like an abolith? Those is that what those things are called in Guardians of the Galaxy? I can't remember what you're referring to. Uh, the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy two, the mm-hmm. thing they fight, and uh, oh. in Guardians three, uh, Mantis leaves with three of them. Yeah, that's right. It's the thing that was like. Searching for batteries or something yeah, like that, and right? He and it had breathes, he skin. breathes rainbows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, probably not, right? Because they're they're not going to get a hold of one uh, for yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's no way that's a show that like gets a season. It's probably like a special. Maybe they'll they'll have two animals, but like, there's no way that's legal. Um, yes, that's true. <laughs> like maybe maybe they'll do like if if. If it were legal, um, they would probably do like, um, um, I don't know if you ever saw it. I definitely didn't. Um, but it was like Michael Phelps raced a mm. shark and it I really was, was just remember, like, here's a shark. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. I was trying to remember who did that. It's like either fought, <laughs> fought a shark or raced a shark or something. But yeah, I remember it was Phelps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was a race and I almost watched it until I, I found out that it was like, they just, they just kind of like superimposed like on a line, like this is how fast a shark would be swimming. Now, now he is good. We're going to watch him and put that line and you can just see like that kind of like, ah, no, that doesn't, that doesn't count. Uh, but it would probably be something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, this guy, I think he would legitimately fight a shark and that crazy guy. I mean, Luke, <laughs> you like, it's, it's not going to get picked up. That's illegal, right? <laughs> oh yes, if, definitely. If Luke signs on, takes a hundred grand, and then gets it gets canceled, Luke still has a hundred grand, right? He does, but also his name is attached to that. 
Yeah, that's true. He will always be the guy that almost fought animals for money. Eh, you don't you don't really want that. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, he ends up going with a different type of fish. Uh, he visits Piranha uh, for a personal appearance. See, see what I did there? Because sharks and yeah. piranhas. Yeah, yeah, no, Tony, I, I, I really like that. That was, that was yeah, good. You. You're, you're getting thank good you. at that. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he goes, sees his office of memorabilia, including a fake jump jumpsuit that would be like real easy to verify, just checking what color jumpsuits they have at Seagate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like. I, there, there should be more to, to verify, but at a minimum, yes, just the, the color. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's what TV does to you, right? Like, you make assumptions about things like the color of a prison uniform. Uh, and then, then you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, obviously it's it's this, because that's what I always see on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no. Yeah. yeah like, but obviously, this... this guy watched... Oh, sorry. I was like, this wasn't black and white stripes, so obviously it wasn't a real prison uniform. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this guy just watches too much Orange is the New Black on yeah. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if, if they're going to be watching anything, they're going to be watching Netflix on the show. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when he asks the price, Foggy starts saying he wants $50,000. Where does Foggy think the other <laughs> 50000 is coming from? <laughs> He's got. I, I have no idea. Yeah, that Does was Foggy like. Have another thing lined up after this. Well, maybe. I mean, I think Foggy's probably just assuming that Luke is gonna talk to a couple of different people to to get that money, right? Also, there's no way. Like, it, it's possible Foggy has never done these kinds of of things, right? Like, I don't yeah. know, fifty grand for one night's work sounds like a uh, ton of money to pretty much everyone, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So he takes a hundred fifty thousand dollars. So now, if he's going to be doing this, he's going to make, be making some money off of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Probably. Finally. Yeah. Well, probably <laughs> to pay for Foggy's legal and represent like entertainment representation fees. How I, Foggy? Yes. Um, you say he's one of the most evil lawyers in the MCU, but yes. Mm-hmm. He's going out of his way to help Luke find a way to pay this this money. Oh no! Well, uh, all right. Let's. I, I didn't want to get into it here because it's too much. There's going to be like some loose ends, but fine. This this episode alone, right, with just showing Foggy being the most evil um, lawyer in the MCU. Now, again, we should probably put this in the villain section, but I'll just say it right here because yeah, yeah. he had a small spark. He knows exactly how much Luke is worth, and he tried immediately to lowball him. At fifty k, just start him out low, and like, yeah, grow up uh, in in cost over time. But no, 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 he he knew that that was on purpose, and that's just being petty. Um, I don't remember why he's being petty. I I assume that they get into that in season three of Daredevil. Oh, okay. Um, okay, we'll we'll see him be more petty for other things too. Um, that's that's what I vaguely remember about the show. Mm. Um, and then what was the other thing? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Foggy just like went to the party with Luke. Yeah, he wasn't invited. That like he just put himself <laughs> into the contract, I guess, to be there or to get a ticket like that. What what lawyer is gonna do that? No, no, no. He's he's working an angle, and he's he's there to to work with other people who are uh, shady mm. um, business people at the event. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's also he wants to outshine Luke because he's obviously the coolest guy at the party. Well, yeah. That's I mean, but you know, that's his mindset, not 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 mine. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just jump to Piranha's party? Yeah, that sounds good. There, there really wasn't much else that Luke did um, between that meeting and the party, right? Or yeah. did he even do anything else? No, he so. no. Uh, so the party, uh, Ghostface Killer is rapping there. Um, mm-hmm. So cool. Last season we had Method Man. Uh, Method Man also he mentions that Method Man wrote a song about him, which is Bulletproof Love, the single he wrote. For Luke Cage season one. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, my my next note is Foggy came <laughs> with him. Why? So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, most evil lawyer in the MCU? Just just prepping, right? Planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's the answer. <laughs> um, I got to remember when we do Luke Cage, or Luke Cage, Daredevil season three, I need to bring a list of lawyers, and we got to make sure we're, he's more evil than all of them. Okay, in the MCU, specifically oh, in the yeah. MCU. Yeah, 100%. Right. Yeah, but we can do comparisons to heroes and, sorry, to lawyers and in other media, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, he has to wear his uh, bullet-riddled hoodie from the Crispic Addicts? Addicts? Whatever. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> Yeah, it was the Crispus Attics uh, building. Crispus Attics, um, okay. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't uh, sure if it was that one or like just a different one. Because season one, he lost a lot of hoodies to... No, he... Uh, um, uh, Piranha says it's from that attack. That hmm. scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. Um, yeah, and then he starts uh, being like harassed by people because <laughs> they're... He, he's... I don't know how to say that. He's not a real person to them. He's a party trick. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's being paid to be there. Um, everyone's like, whoa, cool. This is this is the the celebrity that we, we got to be here. Uh, mm-hmm. And then a lot of them are like, well, hell yeah, I'm going to play with the celebrity, I guess. Like he, he's being paid to entertain us. Right. That's their mindset, I yeah. assume. And they're all incredibly drunk, at least the ones we see that went up to him. Uh, so... Yeah, it makes sense that that's, that's what would happen. Um, it also probably doesn't help that he definitely does not want to be there. You just see yeah. it on his face the second he shows up. And I don't know, maybe that's the thing that those people like. Like they like it, maybe? I don't know. That, I'm, I'm probably stretching at, at that point. But. Yeah, I mean, I could understand that some people have that what mindset of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Prada does. I'm thinking about the douchebags mm-hmm. who are, uh, like, breaking bottles on his head. Yeah, that one's... Yeah, th- those are the the too drunk to be around at the party anymore kind of people. Um, I mean, like Piranha, too, later, because when he pulls out the gun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is this is just a party that, that went wrong from the get-go. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Granted, if Luke was better at this, he would be better at, like, you know, smiling for people and hanging mm-hmm. out with them, right? Having a good time. And then as soon as someone pulls out the, you know, tries to break a bottle over his head, he should be better at de-escalating that situation. Like, uh, I don't know, holding the guy over a, a railing and saying, don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. Because um, what he does is holding him up uh, just gives like the guy like in his mind more cred, more street cred. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, he in, in his mind, he's not actually going to be hurt, right? Luke is paid to be there. Yeah, it'll be fine. He's a hero. He'll be fine. okay. Yeah. Um, Shade shows up and they talk for a little bit. Uh, realize that they're both against uh, Bushmaster, so mm-hmm. presumably they'll team up. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, you got the old saying, right? The enemy of my enemy is yet another also, enemy I have to yeah, deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It is still an enemy because we wouldn't call him enemies if he was an enemy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, then, yeah, then Prana asks, uh, uh, pulls him on stage, and who wants to shoot a bulletproof man? Um, but luckily, or unluckily, actually really unluckily, uh, people bust in before... A ricochet could ki- bounce off and kill somebody and start shooting and kidnap Piranha anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember. Did did Piranha shoot Luke? Was there like one bullet that he shot at him? I or no? don't think so. Okay. All right. Uh, I think I would have written that down. I said, uh, <laughs> he says, uh, Luke um, says, yeah, he could ricochet and kill somebody. And then he says, mm-hmm. hop to a, a pet bleep. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Jamaicans show up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Luke follows them, does his superhero landing on the top of the Jamaican's car, and luckily that does not kill Piranha. He does. He times it well <laughs> enough that it does not hit, or he's lucky enough that it does not hit where Piranha is. And Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and he tells him that to save his life, it's going to cost, if you want to hire this hero, it's going to cost you double. So mm-hmm. he's making three hundred thousand dollars that night. Yeah, if Piranha survives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is Foggy okay? Oh yeah, he's fine. He's 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 he was he's in off. on it. He, he was in on it uh, with oh, the Jamaicans, most likely. So, oh no, no, no. He's, okay. he doesn't know anything about this. No, why, why? Like, no, that's just like, oh hey, happy accident, and now he can take advantage of the situation. Mm. So. <laughs> no, yeah. um, happy is a different sidekick. Sorry, I forget that. You know I'm bad with names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else for Luke? Uh, no. No, I think we're good. We talked about him for a long time. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about football rules and animals for a long time. Luke, we also talked about. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Man, yeah. We, are, we are just getting worse with, with tangents. Like this one right here. <laughs> uh, so Misty. Uh, yeah. Trying out her new arm. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. At this point. The Winter Soldier is not known as a hero, so she's not comparing her arm to the Winter Soldiers, because if she was, she'd be very disappointed at Rand. Yeah, I mean, that's that's true, I I guess. I don't I don't know. I mean, that one feels a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Right. Also, both his arms were either. Hydra super technology or Wakandan super technology. So I guess mm-hmm. this is the best you can get in America. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I mean, standard made in America stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which actually, I guess, isn't that true. When you get to like the expensive stuff, that stuff's done well in the U.S., but like that's pretty much it because <laughs> there's such yeah, a high markup on it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's also uh, this is like prototype, presumably. Yeah, true. Yeah. So they're they're probably constantly getting data off of her, like of how it's being used and all that stuff. Forgot to mm-hmm. tell her. Like I'm sure she signed it, right? She agreed to it. 
uh, but she she doesn't know that it's constantly monitoring like everything and sending you know twenty four seven feedback back to Rand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but what are they going to do with it? it? Danny Rand's in charge, and I think he fired all the mean people. Well, yeah, they're not going to do anything bad with it, obviously. But you know, just sounds weird, icky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So yeah, this whole Misty's whole journey in this is. Deciding whether or not it's bad to commit crimes for a good reason. Uh, she's. Uh, we get flashbacks. I don't want to go step by step with Misty because it's kind mm-hmm. of repetitive. Yeah, yeah. But the long and the short of it is, um, cockroach. She visits Cockroach's wife in the hospital room because she's got punched again, uh, and she has flashbacks mm-hmm. to. Should she have known that Scarf was crooked? Was it really that bad that Scarf was crooked? Because it seems like the people they put away were bad people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's very obviously a, a bad person, right? You you know this for for yes. a fact. Like you you've seen the stuff, and he's all but admitted to it, like in a, in a coded way. But yeah, so like, I don't know. That's that's something that seems to show up a lot, right? In in media and. There's never mm-hmm. a good answer. Uh, uh, I mean, I think no, it shouldn't because of where that leads. Right? That's that's what leads to what Scarf would end up doing. Yeah, right? I agree. In the real world, it is you are correct. Um, <laughs> but we're we're a show about the benefits of vigilantism in this universe. So I guess doing the wrong thing for the right reason. Is acceptable. <laughs> That's true. As long as what they do gets me better entertainment value. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. care. It's a show. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, so she ends up breaking in, like deciding, you know what? It's all right. I'll just plant this. Um, now that I have a super arm with, that can both uh, easily break down a door, which I don't actually think she does. She actually uh, picks the lock. But she could mm-hmm. break down the door. And... She could leave this with no fingerprints because that arm has no fingerprints and presumably no identifying marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she breaks in and finds out that uh, she finds cockroach or like 85% of cockroach. So there's no really <laughs> – I'm really not sure. It, is it really cockroach? I mean, come on. We can't tell. There are no – Yeah. Well, well, I didn't know it was him at first. Like, I, uh, I didn't know until watching next week's episode that, yeah. that it was him. Like, I thought maybe they were planting a body in his apartment or something. Um, but, yeah. Oh, I like I don't know why. I just assumed it was Cockroach. And, obviously, <laughs> you just revealed that it was correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, anything else from Misty since we kind of gleaned over her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like her her whole thing was was pretty repetitive, uh-huh. like you said. Uh, but yeah, I've got nothing else for her. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Well, since we've got no other heroes, let's go ahead and take a quick break, then we'll talk about some villains. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. Tony, uh, we haven't lived in the same state for a while, so I don't know the answer to this. 
When you were planning your most recent birthday party, what superhero impersonator did you get to show up? Um, Sam Wilson, uh, Captain America. Oh, okay. That's that's way better than mine. I got a Jessica Jones impersonator. Uh, the lady showed up drunk, like really drunk, uh, and then drank even more, and eventually left. So, so it it might have actually been her. I I might have actually hired the real Jessica Jones. Uh, anyway, to find this impersonator for for my party, I asked a friend, Tony. Um, and instead of that, I probably should have whipped out the brand spanking new app, Walk On. Walk On has an entire set of real superheroes who you can hire to appear at your parties. And for those who don't live in New York, Walk On also has a ton of superhero impersonators that you can also hire. You can use Walk On to get your favorite hero to make a cameo at your next birthday party, Bar Mitzvah, Bat Mitzvah, or Kitsunyera. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get one free event upgrade, like the ability to shoot a superhero. Uh, that one only works for the bulletproof ones, though, so you can't you can't use that for for like Daredevil. Oh, even the the impersonators you can shoot those guys too. Uh, only only the uh, bulletproof impersonators. Oh, it, it's, okay, cool. You know, cool. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, you, you'll you'll see it in the app. It'll it'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Feel sorry for that guy in that paper mache Iron Man outfit who shows up. When Iron Man doesn't fly in and just like uses his Toyota Camry to drive up, probably not the real Iron Man. Yeah, probably one you you don't want to pay to the for for shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, <laughs> um, you, the Jessica Jones impersonator we hired for your party canceled, so I have no idea who that woman was. Oh well, you know I do live in Florida, so yeah, it, that's true. <laughs> could, could be related to that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our villains. I ask you, to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Anytime, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! Kill Luke Cage. Kill Jessica Jones. And the devil of Hell's Kitchen, whoever he is. His name is Matthew. And my name is Electra Nachos. You work for me now. Um, who do you want to start with? Uh, let's see. I guess... I guess Mariah? She had a, a good portion of stuff this, yeah. this episode. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, she shows Tilda the clinic. And she kind of... Gives a real convincing story. I mean, it's kind of... Ins- Inspiring if we didn't know Mariah, that uh, she uses her, I guess, um, it was her grandmother? Uh, Mama Mabel was her grandmother? Or was it till her mother? I can't remember, to be honest. I, you know, I don't well, know. Um, yeah, because earlier in the season, we, we had that, that scene where she was like, drinking and she was like halfway done with that bottle Mm -hmm. she was celebrating her mom's birthday yeah but i yeah i don't don't remember her saying the name i i think that might have been her you know what i don't know right we will find out uh this isn't the big spoiler but we will get flashbacks later in the season where it shows mom mabel i don't remember the Mm -hmm. context but i think we'll get explained there Um, yeah i i've I vaguely remember an episode where like the majority of the episode was just that, that flashback, like the history, right? Less us yeah. finding out why Bushmaster hates um, the Stokes and everything. Yeah. 
regardless, uh, the inspiring thing, like if we didn't know Mariah, that her mother slash grandmother, whoever Mama Mabel is, made all this money by exploiting women and um, dealing in just general crime, gun running, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now she's using this money to help the women of Harlem. Uh, so it's like, if she were legitimately good or trying to legitimately be good, which she kind of is trying to legitimize. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're not, we're not, yeah. it's debatable. <laughs> but from yes. the outside, like you can't change the past. Mariah can't change the past, but if she wants to come clean, clean up her family's name, this is the way to do it. Use those ill-gotten gains to give back to the community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe do that without also having to blackmail someone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Doing the wrong things for the right reasons. We just talked about that with Misty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually exactly. a good parallel. It was probably, you know, that was probably on purpose. Because people do <laughs> like to write about themes. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she's trying to convince Tilda to be her medical director at that place. Uh, you think at this stage they would have already hired a medical director? or Yeah, the opening is like that day or the next yeah. day for, for them. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe they did hire one and she's like, she fired her on the assumption that Tilda would take the job. <laughs> or she didn't fire her yet. She's like, well, I, I guess I'll offer this to Tilda. And then if she takes it, then I'll just fire the other person. No, I honestly think Mariah has already <laughs> fired her. You're right. Oh. That is probably not the best way to do things because Tilda mm-hmm. needs at least a little bit of orientation. Yeah. yeah. But it's better than what I assume Mariah did. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but yeah, she's not sure if she wants to do it this time. This is the time that Nandy and... Uh, and Mark detectives, I like. I know Nandy as Nandy, and I know the white guy as the other detective. So I wrote down his name. Should mm-hmm. I call them both by their last names, or both by their first names, or just refer to them as the other detectives? I think the other detectives is, right. is helpful, right? It's descriptive of them. Yeah. Um, they don't. Sh- their their names are not said a lot. So <laughs> Nandy um, very because of when uh. Mariah, not Mariah, when Misty spoke to her, she's like, I remember Nandy very well, but also Nandy and the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she asked about uh, the missing guy she blackmailed uh, in front of uh, um, Tilda. And... She said, Tilda later says that she won't be at the opening. She wants to know everything that's happened, including, like, what's up with the guy she blackmailed? Did you really um, take him away? Is uh, is she selling drugs and guns? Which she clarifies. Drugs, yeah. Or guns, yes. Drugs, no. That's dirty business. <laughs> yeah. Which Specifically also... Specifically because... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You probably don't know this. Uh, the major plot point of Godfather 2 and the major plot of Godfather 3 is the family, people trying to get the family into selling drugs and Michael Corleone, the main character, the dawn of the family, uh, trying to keep the family out of that because he's saying it would destroy everything. 
Yeah, that's fair. Like that's that's one of those things that gets messy, right? I mean, yeah. I, all of these businesses get messy, but like if you already know one and it's working really well for you, like you're making a ton yeah. of money, then I mean, you probably just want to stick to the to that one, right? You're not you're not some big business, some empire that like has to pay shareholders. <laughs> that's true. I mean, you have to keep your thugs uh, paid off and people not informing mm-hmm. cops. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, like this is more direct shareholder. I think, <laughs> well, you know what? Honestly, I think organized crime and major corporations essentially the same thing. Well, I mean, the difference there is some of them have licensed accountants that they have to pay. You're right. And the rest <laughs> are the CEOs. So yeah. <laughs> um, they have pro- some um, some uh, Crime families, syndicates probably have licensed accountants. Well, yeah, but like, is there a difference? Like, like less of them? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, the only reason I know this is because I was reading something talking about. Um, so there's the uh, I think what they call them cyber gangs, right? The, the those people who like ransomware businesses, oh, okay, and that kind of stuff, right? Um, and so. <laughs> It's the people that Neo went to the club with, right? They're cyber gangs. Yeah, something to that effect. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing I was talking about was like, uh, uh, was talking about like, yeah, and you know, when you think about like as a business, you there's a lot less overhead you have to deal with versus when you're like a real business, right? Like, yeah, you still have money coming in and out, but like, mm-hmm. so some some of those roles you care a lot less about. Um, so stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Mariah tells uh, Tilda the truth, and Tilda shows up to the opening ceremony. I don't know. I don't think Tilda says whether or not she wants to be medical uh, director. Uh, yeah, after I don't think she so. Decides. But she doesn't get an opportunity to because there's a few severed heads when they open the doors. Um, no one walked inside between the time the severed heads were set up and the cutting of the ribbon ceremony. I find that odd. Well, I mean... The, Unless they did it right beforehand. They could have. It's possible. They could have done it like Indiana Jones style, where like the doors open and suddenly the heads spring up uh, like, you know, spikes or whatnot. Yeah, that's still set up, right? Like, still anyone who goes yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, just because they're laying down doesn't mean you won't be able to see them if you're inside. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else for Mariah? No, not really. I mean, she didn't have a too much, right? Like this was this was really a, a hero heavy episode. A lot, a lot mm-hmm. of Luke and, and Misty. So yeah, not not yeah. too much for her. Uh, I we've talked mostly about shades. Uh, Comanche calls him out, calling him stupid to get rid of the guns. Uh, and pretty much following Mariah. Same stuff he's been. Complaining about it this whole season, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Anything else for our villains? Uh, no, nothing else. That's it. All right. Yeah. How about a guy in the chair? Also nothing. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. How about Neither you? do I. Twelve percent of the plan. Also nothing. I've got zero percent. All right. Uh, how are we rating this episode? Huh? I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. 
Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, uh, what? All right, Tony, how many um, percentage points are we giving this episode? Uh, I was worried you were going to say uh, how many severed heads, but uh, you oof, already no, committed. Uh, no. <laughs> yep, yeah. Uh, and then I guess, uh, just to be clear, this is out of 100%. So this will be okay, one good. I was about to ask you. That was yeah. literally what yeah. I was going to ask you. Uh, I would give this 70%, which is a 3.5 stars. I I actually liked... This is kind of... I mean, I know it didn't end lighthearted, but it was kind of a more lighthearted episode on the Luke side. And then we really dug into how Misty is feeling. Um, maybe I'll give it 80%. Maybe I'll give it a 4. There isn't Ooh. a lot of negatives. I don't think... Nothing... Except for the superhero ending at the end, nothing extraordinary happened, but it was all compelling character to me. So I'll yeah, I'll give it eighty percent. Okay, all right. Um, I'm going with um sixty percent. I'm giving it you know three out of five. Um, I you know a little bit a little bit more bored uh, with some of the things in this episode. Right. Um, we we get to the the whole party with Piranha, and I just. I know that characters like that exist as people. I just hate them so much that even oh. seeing them in, in a show, like I just, I just hate it so much. It's one, it's one of those things. Like I get it. I, I you want a character like that in the show. It does add to the, you know, storyline. I just, it just sucks. I hate it. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I think I would have felt the same way if nothing bad happened to him throughout the whole episode, but he <laughs> does get yeah. kidnapped and terrorized. So I was like, I'm cool with it. Okay. Okay. Fair. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody join us next time as we cover Luke Cage season one, episode six, the basement. Remember to follow us on Twitter and give us that five star rating. And as always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Never said to be strange when I break and rearrange a weak sack of small with chump change in the Poconos. Playing dominoes, foes who rules for a broken nose. Who's the boss? Not Tony Danza. A part so far, Lauren Green on Bonanza. Unforgettable is Matt King Cole. Rough like the rodeo, hanging like a scarecrow. I get business and pump the realism. And just for the teacher or to the aquism. Gonna find to eat your like Frito Lays.